0: It's time for my one, two, three cents of a podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention, not for profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? Stride Pro Wrestling fundraisers are always a hit. Since 2016, we've helped sports teams, schools, and civic groups raise thousands of dollars. Contact us through the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page to discuss the options. Hey, friends! Welcome to episode 396 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast, and uh, it's been another one of those amazing weeks uh you know busy 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 um ideas and 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 uh you know execution of those ideas don't always uh, work out and that was the case this week um i will tell you i i've had some communication um you know i don't think it's any secret uh wwe recently announced the next in line um and they're Was a football player or is a football player from my neck of the woods, Carterville, Illinois, actually, where my kids and actually my kids went to school with one of the signees, the new signees for the next in line. And so uh, his name is Luke Ford. And full disclosure, I am trying to get Luke uh, on the podcast and it didn't work out this week. We have talked um, this past week, so I am working on getting him on the pod. He is a football player currently at uh, University of Illinois and uh, a graduate of Carterville High School. Again, right across the street, he and my son graduated together. So my goal, my hope is that Luke will be uh, able to sit down and and do a podcast with me sooner rather than later uh, just to learn a little bit more about him and the whole Next in Line program. I don't really... uh, know a whole lot about it so i want to learn more about that as well so i'm looking forward to that hopefully in the next couple of weeks that will uh, come to fruition however this week um i am veering back on to the wrestling under the influence track uh you know last week i did a wrestling under the influence and you know as it's sunday night it's father's day wrapped up a great weekend with friends and family um I was like, what am I going to do for wrestling under the influence? I've got this beer that I got a little bit ago. It's called Cake Eater Center Ice. It's by Center Ice Brewery. It's called Cake Eater though. And it is a turtle stout. Um, It's a stout brewed with milk, sugar, added with cocoa, nibs, caramel, and pecans. And I was trying to figure out a way, because it's kind of a hockey-inspired brewing company. It's Victor Hockey Company is on the back of the can as well. Um, But Center Ice Brewery is located in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I am originally from. I got this, again, at the beer sauce shop up there in St. Louis. This is an 8.6% alcohol by volume, and and I'll talk more about the beer as I get into it and start drinking it. But, um, you know, I, I, once again, will do the pour here as I am recording for TikTok as well, and not always the best combination, but I am uh, excited about this because I'm going to tie this in uh, with wrestling this week. I was trying to figure out a way to tie a cake-inspired beer with the world of professional wrestling, and and it's TNA Impact's 20-year anniversary, their 20-year birthday, so we're celebrating that Uh, this week i'll be talking more about tna and impact wrestling uh, on this week's pot so let's go ahead and do the pour as i mentioned there's lots of chocolate in here and of course it's a nice dark brown as you would come to expect looks good looks really really good Um, unfortunately i probably poured this if you're watching the video later you'll see that there's probably a wee bit, uh, well, we'd call Al Snow in here, I w- would say, because we got plenty ahead uh, on this uh, on this beer, but that's okay. That is okay. And I'm going to position this now and get it set up. Um, and again, I, I decided to go with, with a conversation about TNA Impact Wrestling because I feel like, honestly, the company is, is underrated in some regards and... and maybe hasn't gotten it's it's uh you know all the accolades and and adulation that it maybe deserves or or should have gotten um along the way so I wanted to kind of focus on the company a a little bit you know and I don't know a ton about TNA but I am going to talk about what I do know and kind of how I got into TNA and became a fan and and some of the highlights of that fandom through the years but before we do all that I got a beer here to try can't uh leave y'all waiting to hear that man I mentioned the caramel and the cocoa uh, in the descriptor here and the can I love the can as well but definitely very strong aroma on uh the chocolate and the and the caramel side of things so let's give it a try wow, that is a really, really good beer, it is, uh, very sweet, if you're not into kind of the, uh, you know, stouts, and the sugary, sweet, sweeter kind of beers, you would not like this, it's also a bit heavy, and as I'm pouring it, and I'm looking, mm, it's really good, and, uh, I enjoy it. I would definitely, um, you know, as as I always talk about the beers for a little bit here on Wrestling Under the Influence, would definitely give this one a three count as well. Um, but I think it would be a beer, you know, again a, a one at a time kind of beer because it is a, a bit heavy and, uh, but it's good. It's a it's a very good beer, and again, it's called Cake Eater by Center Ice Brewery in St. Louis, Missouri. So, not that I think anyone from center ice is listening but if they happen to i would definitely give this one uh a thumbs up a three count if you will and and maybe have to check out center ice brewery at some point maybe the next road trip i take to st louis will include a stop there because i've, I've had a couple of their beers and, and have not been disappointed so far so um cheers to them and, and since we're having cake let's celebrate and, and have some cake and talk about TNA Impact Wrestling, and, and as I mentioned, it's twenty years uh, this week. Um, and as I'm actually recording this, the Slam Anniversary Pay Per View is happening. And you know, full disclosure, I don't watch TNA like I used to, um, but again, I follow you know TNA Impact on uh, social media, and you know, I feel like that's a company that has you know had. Uh, nine lives if you will it it's it's been so close to being um not a a part of the wrestling landscape and you know you can criticize and and come up with things that they did right or they did wrong over the last 20 years but you know i want to focus more on the on the positive side of things and and whatnot um but you know if you want to Learn more or know more, and I'm not going to sit here and read the Wikipedia page or, or anything like that, but I will give a shout out to Jeff Jarrett, uh, who has been a, a guest on, well, not on the on the podcast, but uh, he, my friend Jeff Holke, did meet Jeff Jarrett one time and asked him to record uh, an open, it, and if I can find it, 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 was, it opened this week's podcast. I'll put it that way. Um, and uh, again, a super appreciative to, to that. Um, and Jeff Jarrett and I have met a couple of times, and, and uh, his podcast, My World, he really gets into the weeds about the start of TNA and, and, um, and you, know, the name and, and the players that were involved and, and all of that. So I really would recommend, if you want to know the story about TNA, to check out the podcast that uh, he does with Conrad Thompson. Um, over on the ad free network, I'm going to share things for, though from my perspective on TNA as a wrestling fan. And of course, you know, started watching wrestling about 40 years ago in, in 1982, the very tail end of '82 is when I really remember starting to watch wrestling and, and get involved with it um, as a fan. And, you know, for so many years, the Monday Night War was a thing and we had WCW versus WWE. And then all of a sudden in 2001, you know, Vince McMahon buys the competition and we don't have anything. You know, there were some other startups that tried and, uh, I think it was XWF was, was one of them and, and nothing really kind of resonated. And then uh, about a year or so later after that purchase of WCW comes, uh, TNA total nonstop action, and I was living in Indiana at the time, and I don't really remember seeing much or hearing much about TNA. I, they weren't on TV. Um, I you know, and I I didn't know a whole lot about them. I I saw, and this was obviously before social media as well. But you know, you could read things about uh, wrestling companies and different wrestling organizations and whatnot. Uh, and so I, I remember reading some things online, but nothing that really, you know, reflecting back now 20 years later, nothing that resonated or stuck with me and, and made me uh, think that it was going to be much of, of anything. And I, I feel like a lot of times with wrestling companies, and um, there's that desire to compete with WWE. And, and I don't think that's ever a good idea. I feel like creating your own niche which I feel like AEW has done the best job of that, kind of being different than instead of trying to be better than or being lesser than. You want to be different than. And I I think that um, AEW has succeeded um, as quickly as it has because of that, and and the fans had that appetite, whereas I think that TNA through the years kind of got that WWE light moniker um, because... While AEW also has signed on a lot of former WWE talent, I feel like they are handled differently than what TNA did uh, along the way, and 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 so that's where sometimes I think that TNA or that WWE light analogy comparison comes into play. So let's fast forward to uh, from 2002. Uh, to 2004 and I had moved to Southern Illinois in January of that year and I met Chad Smart of course the uh, my Movie Mania co-host who I we need to I need to sit down and and watch a movie the movie that we've talked about for doing for Movie Mania and I just have not taken the time to do that so Chad soon we will be doing that I promise Um, but you know he was as big or bigger a wrestling fan as I was when I when I moved here and met him. And he was really the first person that I had met that was on that same level of fandom as I was. And it was exciting. Um, and he was so dedicated to it that he was watching the weekly pay-per-views on Wednesday nights. And so he would invite you know people over to his place and, and we would watch the pay-per-views. And it was an interesting concept and it was an interesting idea... And you know i you know with when it comes to wrestling, I do like watching things that I'm familiar with, things that I know things performers, men and women that I have seen before, or whatever, so you know that's where the whole w w e light thing i think in a way yeah it's it's insulting, but also for me it's it offers that familiarity, and then using those those guys and and women to create or, or, um, establish new characters, I think is helpful. And I, you know, I, I didn't mind it so much and, you know, seeing, um, I can remember watching those events and, and, um, Lex Luger had shown up and I think it was AJ Styles that he had press slammed and threw through a table and um, and Randy Savage came in one time and and used a fit, you know, punched out Jeff Jarrett and pinned him. Now, I think in those circumstances where it seemed like the WWE or WCW uh, alumni coming in um, were always kind of getting the upper hand on the TNA talent, which that part I, I didn't necessarily like, especially when we, you know went on to see what AJ Styles would become as a performer. Um, so that was my early introduction to TNA impact and, and Chad would go down to Nashville, um, and, and see some of the shows. Um, unfortunately I was never able to do that because when I, like I said, I had just started at the TV station and I was not, uh, in line for any vacation time at that point. And so, um, you know, Nashville's about a three, three and a half hour drive from here. And with working the early morning shift, I, it just was never going to, to work out to where I would have the time to get down there, go to the show, and then get back up here in time. For, and, you know, it just never worked out. Um, but in 2011, you know, and, and of course, along the way, I'm, I'm watching it on TV and, and learning more about the characters and the development of the company. And, you know, it was more than just Jefter. You know, I'm thinking of some of those early standouts to me. And, of course, AJ Styles is on that list. And the beautiful people, um, you know, Bully Ray and, and the development of, of his character once the, the Dudleys came in. Um, uh, Curry Man, he, he stood out to me. Shark Boy, you know, those characters that kind of stand out to you, they're kind of cheesy, but they're also... Um, are ones that kind of, uh, to me at least, become memorable uh, parts of of those early years. Um, You know, Kurt Angle, I was shocked in 2006 when Kurt Angle uh, jumped to TNA, and I can remember, I still remember very vividly going into work that morning. It was early, early, early in the morning, and I had logged into um, my computer And this was of course before smartphones or anything. So, you know, really it was the first time that I was seeing any kind of information and I had gone to a a wrestling site or something. I don't remember what it was, but it popped up, um, you know, that Kurt Angle had gone or was signing with TNA Impact and uh, just that surprise. Um, And then, you know, in 2011, impact and I've talked I've told this story a lot of times in the past I believe but they had come to Southern Illinois to Marion um, and did a base brawl event uh, I was very fortunate and in, in being able to interview D'Lo Brown for that um, and I won a contest to manage someone that night and so I got to manage Velvet Sky. Uh, Chad flew in from Los Angeles for this event, and then some other uh, buddies from All American Pro Wrestling, because All American Pro Wrestling (AAPW) was just getting kind of established and started on TV um, here in Southern Illinois. So they all came out to the show, and it it just turned out to be a big night and a big fun uh, time. Um, and again, it was the difference I thought between that event other than obviously being outside but you know tna you were able to meet the wrestlers um now uh, you had to pay a premium for that they were not just coming out and and meeting with the fans you had to uh we had bought vip tickets and so at uh intermission they had like a a part where you could come down out in the field it was either intermission or it was after the show now i'm i'm drawing a, i i it may have been after the show actually now that i think about it but you could go down on the field um and get pictures and autographs and you know chad and i met aj styles and jeff jarrett kurt angle um matt morgan uh uh, Robbie E, you know, the, some of the the obviously everybody that wrestled on the show that night was there and, and hanging out. Um, but it, it, you know, it was it was kind of a surreal experience. Not only managing Velvet Sky that night, but then hanging out, you know, on the field with all of these wrestlers and of course there's fans coming and going and it wasn't like a traditional wwe thing where like you go to wrestlemania access and you pay and you stand in line and you wait and wait and wait and then you get your quick snapshot and then you're done you know we were able to kind of stand around and, and do more with it now the kurt angle experience was a, a quicker one he was in the ring and you, and i think that was even extra on top of the extra that we had paid um, but it was all good. It was all worth it. It was a, it was a good experience. It was a lot of fun um, and a great memory. And I really think that may be that may be the one and only like TNA impact wrestling show that I attended. Um, you know, again, I continued to watch the product and, and read about it online and follow it on, you know once social media became more revel, more relevant and prevalent. Uh, you know, following uh, the performers and, and following the storylines and, and whatnot, and and then, of course, um, it was in 2018, and, and, you know, honestly, I don't think so much on the podcast, but on the, the YouTube channel and on the blog, uh, the My123Cents blog that, you know, has kind of, uh, I haven't written anything there in a long time. I'm hoping to get motivated again to start doing that, but, um, you know, Chad and I, Took a lot of shots at TNA and and Impact, and just kind of not out of meanness. I don't think we were ever trying to be hurtful in in our critiquing of the product or of the company or of what they were doing, but it was more of a fans, you know, wish list that we wanted that alternative to WWE. We wanted it to be what AEW is today, essentially. Um, but unfortunately, TNA never got that traction and I don't know if it was management if it was not the right talent or I I don't know what the issues were I think there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes um as Jeff Jarrett kind of discusses and discloses on his podcast that there are reasons why it didn't work out and and go the way that uh, everybody kind of wanted it to go Uh, but that being said you know in, in 2018 um an opportunity came up, and and Tyler and I have talked about this on the podcast before. You know, he had he had tried out, had done some tryouts with Impact, um, and then of course I uh, had my tryout as, as a ring announcer. And you know, I was leery. I was I was um, I don't know. I I've shared my thoughts and feelings on it before, and and now as more even more time has passed, you know, I I am. Um, disappointed that it didn't work out I'm disappointed in a lot of aspects of it uh but being there and seeing kind of the behind the scenes of things and and being able to talk with uh you know D'Lo Brown was there and and got to chat with him for a little bit and Sanjay Dutt um and uh Scott Damore they were there as well you know he was there as well um it was cool. It was a it was a fun experience. It's something that I would never trade again because I did meet a lot of great people, um, but it was a disappointing experience at the same time. If that makes any sense at all, Brandon Toll, who is uh, um, friend of Stride Pro Wrestling, he's been at many of the ev- events as a referee. He's a referee with with Impact Wrestling, and actually, it was his post on Instagram that kind of inspired me to do this week's podcast the way that I'm doing it and kind of giving a shout out, a reflection piece, if you will, on uh, TNA Impact Wrestling. But uh, if you look, if you if you see the TikTok that I post to kind of promote this podcast, uh, there's a card in the background that says Impact Wrestling on it. And I actually, um, and I can't believe I'm looking at it now and I, I paid for these, but they look... In hindsight they don't look that great but uh, because I was doing a ring announcing um, tryout I thought oh I'll go with cards that have impact wrestling on it and just show them that I'm you know doing the effort and whatnot and so as I was announcing the matches that I was doing for my tryout part of it you know I had jotted down all the wrestlers information on the other side of the card so then you know and and Sanjay Dutt actually complimented the cards so uh, I at least got a, a point for that, I guess, but, you know, um, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I wish it would have worked out, um, I feel like, had it worked out, you know, Impact is not a, uh, it's not like WWE and it's not like AEW in that you have to be um, on the road every week, with the company, it's it's a couple days uh, every few weeks from what I understand, and and I think I may have been able to make that work um, with my professional life because obviously I don't think doing that would be enough to pay the bills, but it would have certainly been a great uh, experience uh, had it worked out, but I'm not here to, to whine about that and, and, and reflect on why that didn't work out. It, it didn't, and it is what it is, but um, you know, again, I enjoy, uh, you know, seeing impact and, you know, every once in a while, usually Chad has to be here for it to happen, but, uh, you know, we'll order, uh, an impact pay-per-view. Um, I'll watch the show. Um, I'll watch it on, uh, watch the clips on YouTube. I listen, you know, Matt Cardona and, and Brian Myers, we'll talk about things that they've done. Um, so I, I really, you know, I feel like if, if, wrestling fans get behind and support these companies um, and they succeed you know we all win Um, we don't have to just be a wwe loyalist or just an aew loyalist or just an impact loyalist but you know impact wrestling to me has always been for the past 20 years that little engine that could and and they continue they've had a lot of uh, ups and downs behind the scenes and on camera but they have continued to stay the course, and for that, I think they should be applauded, and we should raise a glass, whether uh, that glass contains some uh, cake eater uh, turtle-inspired beer, or if that is, uh, you know, just a glass to to say cheers and congratulations. And again, I, I highly doubt anyone from the company is listening to this, but if for some reason it happens to fall in someone's lap and they do give it a listen congratulations here's to 20 more years and uh i wish all wrestling companies nothing but the very best for their futures friends thank you again so much for listening to this week's show send me a review let me know what you think and you will get a my one two three cents prize out of the prize vault and uh we will uh, talk again very very soon this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network